Welcome to How the Song Came to Be, where soulful songwriters share the stories behind their songs, as well as tools and creative practices you can use to bring your best songs or other creative works to life. I'm Ann Heaton, your host. What ends up happening is over time, you know, your, your, the, the breadth of your life experience becomes your palette. And though you may not go ahead and write a song specifically about one instance, you will grab pieces of different stories to maybe tell a story, a, a whole unique story that, that isn't necessarily word for word or, or moment by moment what happened to you, but, but you know, you, doesn't mean you're not pulling from the same honest, legitimate, emotional source. Welcome songwriters. I'm Ann Heaton, your host and founder of Soul Song School. I'm here with Tony Luca. Tony Luca is a singer-songwriter, musician, producer, and actor. He's released over nine uh, solo albums and three EPs and shared the stage with artists and bands such as Moon 5, Sarah Bareilles, and Mark Anthony. Tony is known for his time on the all-new Mickey Mouse Club show with heavyweights Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, as well as his epic performances on the popular television series The Voice. I know Tony as a very insightful writer, a super engaging performer who tours extensively and is now living and writing in Nashville. And I'm super happy that you're here today, Tony, to talk to us and share your wisdom. Yeah, what a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to start the way that we usually start. Um, I have a lot of questions coming to mind, but the first one is just how and why you got into songwriting. Um, well, yeah, you know, like, uh, I think it was early on when, um, when I first started playing and, and, and uh, I, I had a cousin in Michigan that was much more like a brother than a cousin. And we both kind of picked up the guitars at the same time. We both came from a, a really large music making family. So we had members of the family that had different, uh, degrees of professional success. Um, but, but, you know, everyone played and sang. Um, and, you know, once we started playing and learning songs and it got really exciting, you know, I think it was one of my cousins who, or an uncle who might have said, uh, well, now you gotta, now you gotta write your own, you know, and it was mm. like, you can do that. <laughs> it's like this huge epiphany, We're like, well, yeah, we gotta write our own. And so, you know, like we took right to it at, at like ages nine, ten, and and started trying to trying to put words to music and and, and you know exploring uh, different sides of ourselves. You know, like it was just it all kind of came at once. And so, I, I would like mm -hmm. to say there was more of a. Oh, I remember when I did this and then I did that, and it it just kind of naturally happened. I will say though that obviously it wasn't until um, later in in life that that you know young adulthood where. Um, uh, there was a sense of compulsion, you know, where mm. I felt, I felt like that, you know, people say like that inner voice or that, that, the inspiration inside that was, that was like, you know, wait a minute, I, I, I can do this. I remember that I can do this. And I remember I enjoyed doing this and this is kind of what I feel I need to do right now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, you mentioned that that I that I was an actor, and uh, you know, I, I have done some acting, but to be fair, you know, I I haven't in some time. But it was uh, it was a major turning point in my in my career when yes, I was I was doing the young Hollywood, uh, you know, acting thing, doing television commercials, films, and stuff, and um, worked for a while, but then went through a season of where I wasn't working so much, and I was doing more auditioning than actually working, and I. Uh, as much as I loved acting and being a part of that collaborative process, I hated auditioning. I just mm. couldn't, I, I wasn't cut for it. You know, mm. I wasn't, I didn't, I realized quickly that I didn't have the passion for, for acting that I would, I would eventually have for music and writing songs. And literally one day I was at an audition and I was uh, auditioning to play some quarterback or something for a high school football team. And I was just like, Ugh. the lines were horrible and the script was bad. And, and I'm sitting in a waiting room with like six other Tony Lucas, you know, and on paper, we're all the same guy, you know, which one of us is going to go in there and say this just differently enough to get the job. And I just felt, I felt like I was wildly at the mercy of uh, a, a, a subjective process that I didn't, I didn't, Ooh, I didn't want, I didn't like that lack of control or that lack of like, you know, purpose. And I literally left that audition. I didn't even go in to read for the part. I just got up, I went home. Um, and I remember just grabbing my guitar out of like nowhere else to turn. I grabbed the guitar and I wrote a song within like an hour time, you know, just like knocked it out. And they were the kind that fall from the sky almost. And, and, and it was just like this huge epiphany. I just sat there in my bed going like, well, that, that felt, that felt right. That, yeah. <laughs> that felt really good. That's what I think I need to do. And, and I really, that was a turning point. I basically told my manager, I getting back to this music thing. I'm going to do this full time. I spent all my money on making my first album yeah. and I, I never looked back. I love that story. That's amazing. Yeah. Was it, did you feel like it was partially that you had control over the, what was going to happen and it wasn't really up to anyone else? Um, that's something that comes to mind. I also am wondering, reading those lines to be a quarterback and then you have no, you know, and then being able to say what you want. I'm curious, like what was in that song, you know, like that you wanted to say. Yeah, there was a true sense of satisfaction, you know, uh, like instantly gratifying that, wow, I just took what was going on inside of me and I processed it in a similar way that you process, you know, the, the, the actor process is that you're kind of internalizing it and you're telling a story somehow. Mm. But this was, this was 100% my story. This mm. was completely my making. This was my creative energy. This was, you know, uh, whatever would become of this song would be of my making or undoing, <laughs> you know, like this was, right. this was completely my creation. And, and, uh, and it just it just resonated and, and stayed with me for for a long time to this day. You know, I mean, it still sits there. That is that is like the the starting block of 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 where how I can weigh in on what I'm what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing, and how I perceive the world around me. Uh, it just it, it it was probably akin to like taking a really intense drug for the first time and deciding that you're going to be hooked on this drug for the rest of your life. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll be it, back for this. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very healthy drug. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it just, it was, uh, it was a life changing moment for sure. So I love that. Um, just, you know, as I was thinking about talking with you and one of the reasons I wanted to 
invite you here today. It, it's interesting how you, your, I think it was your uncle you said, said, now you got to, was it your uncle? Now you got to write your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I love that, like, you had that available to you. Like, this is just something you do, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so when you wanted to come back to it, you were like, I know I can, I know I can do this. But, yeah. um, so you were growing up learning other people's songs. And when I was thinking about you, one of the things that I noticed is that you have like a very, really vast repertoire of other people's songs and sometimes unusual ones. Like you played, um, I think it was Grandma's Hands by Bill Withers at your Evanston Space Show. I remember that. And you have like, um, I Can't Make You Love Me on your mm -hmm. website. So you've got, I, I, my sense of it is, you'll have to tell us, is that you have access and you know a lot of music. And then also, um, what I remember of you is when um, when we played on, or you were on the rock boat. We played on. I a, yeah, I was on rock boat. You went on the Kayama. On Kayama. So there was a songwriters treat, a retreat just for the people listening ahead of time where songwriters came to write. And I was working on this song and I couldn't quite get it. It wasn't quite there. So I played it for a few writers, including you. Yeah. And I thought it was about someone else. And you said something like, well, you're right you know you're writing about yourself or something i was like oh man and as soon as you said that i was like oh i am writing about myself and i didn't even know <laughs> and so i was aware of your level of insight and and observation and which i imagine you bring to bear on your own writing so i guess the question is twofold like how how you feel like that rich repertoire of music that you have has helped your writing and then also you know how this level of insight or how you develop that and how that plays out for you in your writing. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like uh, it's, it, it, songwriting is just, it's a constant unfolding of the creative process. And, and um, you know, it, I, I, I can't imagine, nor do I ever care to imagine that I, it will ever um, not be that, like that it will ever, that I, that I would ever know everything, that I would ever have tried every trick or that I would ever seen every way to approach a song, you know? Uh, in fact, right now I live in Nashville and I'm writing full time, basically three to five days a week, writing songs with other Nashville writers. And man, it is just like starting over. I mean, I, I mm. like, holy cow, there's just a million ways to, to approach it. And, uh, you know, like I remember years ago, you know, uh, getting back to your story about me sort of maybe pointing out that you were writing about yourself. I remember one time I was listening to, uh, some friends and I were listening to Billy Joel's 52nd Street album and yeah. the song Big Shot came on, you know, and he's talking, you know, the whole song is like, yeah, you went uptown riding in your limousine in your fine park Avenue clothes. And he's just, he's painting this sort of scathing indictment of, of a person that just made a mess of themselves. Like he totally, you know, and, uh, and I always loved that song. You know, you had to be a big shot, didn't you? And, and um, uh, my cousin was like, he wrote this about himself, didn't he? And I, and I, I don't know why that wasn't so blatantly, glaringly obvious from the beginning, but I was like, he totally is writing about himself. Oh my God, what a cool thing to do. You can do that. You know, and like, yeah, wow. What a cool way to sort of mask the, uh, the confession, you know, to veil the, uh, you know, the vulnerability, I guess, the humility of, of owning up to your, nonsense you know and this okay i'll tuck that one away i might have to pull that one yeah. out someday and be like okay yeah what, what i went through was a little too embarrassing to own it 
outright. <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> right. just like maybe, right. you know, skirt around this thing somehow. Um, so yeah, it, uh, uh, it, it is, it's just an amazing process to, 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 you know, and, and yes, the more that I think that you can sort of fill your, your, your creative coffers with, uh, just different styles of music, different, uh, genres, different generations of music, going back to the classics and understanding why the classics, you know, like, I feel like I've been studying the Beatles my whole life, mm. you know, and mm -hmm. now my kids love the Beatles and sharing the Beatles with them. I feel like I'm constantly revisiting the creative process just on a daily dose of Beatles. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it, it doesn't take having to go off to college and study it, it, this stuff to, to really sort of, uh, understand it and begin to integrate it into your creative process and, and, and expand your vocabulary and your vernacular mm -hmm. of, uh, of, of how to write. Yeah. And so how are, what are some of the ways that that con concretely enters into your process, whether, well, and I know now you're writing in Nashville. And so could you, could you maybe do a little like comparison of like concretely what that looks like? now versus what it looked like before like if you were writing a song when you felt like it were you just getting really into the emotion and journaling or like just the concrete pieces yeah yeah you know like for for a long time I didn't co-write I, I, I never co-wrote uh and I because back in the day I thought it was because you know I, no one was as good as me or could write, write like me or could get you know I don't want anyone else to sharing in my storytelling experience you know uh turns out like the truth of it was i was just wildly insecure you know and i just didn't want anyone to to poke holes in what i was doing um now that i've matured and i've you know my my body of work speaks sort of on its own behalf um now i'm I, i've readied myself for the challenge of of how to do that give and take and and realize that like chances are my best songs are going to be collaborations you know that i'm going to mm -hmm. find other people to help refine an idea weed out the nonsense and and, and keep the, the the trite things and the sophomoric ideas and the dear diary notions away from the paper and and that's that's a cool step that's a big step you know um and it really just then it just becomes like okay instead of spilling your guts about a specific incident in your life you know or, or uh, uh, something that you experienced and you want to like i gotta write a song about this it, it just what ends up happening is over time you know your your the, the breadth of your life experience becomes your palette and though you may not go ahead and write a song specifically about one instance you will grab pieces of different stories to maybe tell a story a, a whole unique story that that isn't necessarily word for word or or moment by moment what happened to you but but you know you, doesn't mean you're not pulling from the same honest legitimate emotional source to tell each each frame of the the, the picture you know right. and and, right. um, and that's cool too you know so it's, it's it's less pressure it's less like you know um it, it, it's much less self-indulgent it, it just becomes more universal when you're doing when you're when you're approaching yeah. from that angle awesome so i hear you saying three really great things like first of all learn as much music as you can um which is something that we say all the time but i feel like it's always good to have that reminder and then that you feel like your best songs may end up being collaborations and and even like 
I just had a thought when you were talking. There was a song that we wrote on that boat, I wrote with Shannon and Beth, that there, it had a line like snake on the Great Plains or snake on the plains or something. And I was playing it for my friend Natalia because I didn't feel like it was quite done. And she's like, you know, that's a movie. Like you need to take that line out. Like she's like, as soon as you say snake on the plains, I'm thinking of that movie. And I'm like, this is why <laughs> I should never do anything alone. Cause I didn't see that movie. So I didn't know that like, you know, I'm gonna put that on a record and then every time someone hears it, they're going to be like, so, um, and That's then funny. I, I forget the last thing you said because it was so great, but I just forgot it. Well, um, anyway. <laughs> look, I'm back. <laughs> look, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. Um, shoot. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but, um, <laughs> but thank you for, for all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's so many different ways to go at it. Do you feel like it's harder to get your motivation going now that you're writing three to five days a week? No, you know, it's kind of become the opposite. Um, you know, although I, I, I don't do much writing alone anymore, which is also something to be careful of, you know, losing, losing the, the, the freedom and, and your uh, ambition that comes with doing something yourself, top mm. to bottom, and, and making executive decisions in a song without someone else's input, you know, that, that takes a lot of courage. And, and I, I realize that now <laughs> that I've done so much co-writing, like, okay, yeah, why am I, you know, it's not just like I'm, I'm reluctant or I have an aversion to writing by myself anymore. It really is that I just, I, I I don't have time. I'm, I'm scheduled quite thoroughly, and yeah, right. you know the creative process. Though it's it's an, it, it's you know it's a bottomless well. It, it also like the functionality of getting your brain in gear to sort of create to make sense of that organized chaos uh, to time uh, time and again, hour after hour. It does get you know a little taxing. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it, it's. Um, it's been a really wonderful experience to, to, um, you know, uh, develop the discipline, like, like getting into a fitness regimen, you know, yeah. after the first few days just suck, you know, but then you get to a point where your body kind of needs that, 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 uh, that exercise. It needs yeah. that, that physical yeah. outlets, you know, you, now you have, you, you've, you've created this, this energy, quotient that it, it just has to be met now and um and so that's how it's become creatively uh, you know like I, awesome. I, I i see guitars i pick them up and i want to at the very least come up with a riff or something or a chord change that i can put on my voice memo and save for a future co-write session when we're looking for a chord change or a progression you know? nice <laughs> or, or or drum up you know song titles or just different ideas you know um i forget who said it uh, uh an author or someone I'll probably look it up but he, he said uh um, someone said, I only write when inspiration strikes. Unfortunately, inspiration strikes every morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> it was just such a cool way to look at it. Like, well, yeah, I, I, I have a date with inspiration. So yeah, yeah. It's 11 o'clock today and I'm right with Billy, you know, Montana or whatever, whoever it is, you know, like, yeah, gotta, we have a date with inspiration. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> That's kind of cool, awesome. you know? And, uh, and, and you, you find that, you know, like my, my first several co-writes were always just very awkwardly. What do you want to write? I don't know. What do you want to write? 
what do you want to write? And it's like, it just becomes this awkward thing. Whereas now I'll get into a session and, 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 and you can tell when you're in the room with people that do this. Do this all know, the time. Uh, that, that you just kind of get down to it. That, that it's almost yeah. like there's no, there's no small talk. There's no, there's no petty conversation. We kind of just dial right into it. And then, and then you have, you have the conversation halfway through when you're, you know, take a break or something or you're getting coffee and then, and then you can connect on a personal level but otherwise you're just kind of operating you're in, this, in like, it really cool right quantum in. realm yeah it's cool. oh i love that well and it yeah. sounds like you're never really stopping the flow yeah like you're probably at the grocery store thinking of yeah yeah or or you know more so i guess what it is is i'll hear songs in passing at the grocery store or, or you know like be it an oldies or a hit pop station or something and, and you'll hear songs and and i can even stuff i can't stand you know i can listen to it and break it down into its parts and its elements and understand what's strong about it and though mm. i may not really enjoy the, the specific flavor of any particular kool-aid <laughs> i can uh, admire the kool-aid and be like yeah that's that's good kool-aid and i can see why a lot of people want to buy that kool-aid right absolutely yeah. i just remember the third thing you said the third thing you said was um how you don't have to necessarily tell the story exactly how it happened. You can pull different life experiences that yeah. share like an emotional center. Yeah. 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 Cause, cause you know, I mean, truth be told, it's like there's only so many types of experiences that we're going to have, you know, you're going to like fall in love. You're going to fall out of love. You're going to, you're going to have a, uh, you know, there's the range of emotions, jealousy, betrayal, fulfillment, enlightenment, uh, you know, like it, it, it's just really only so many things that, that are out there to experience and you can't keep writing the same dear diary song you know or, or, or here we go again kind of breakup song or uh, silly me i'm falling in love again kind of thing you know that, that after a while it just it, it, if you've experienced those things then you, you you know from which to pull you know when when you're when when you're tasked with writing a particular style of song and and uh, it's not always going to be you know step by step word for word what you personally experienced but you yeah. understand the realm of unrequited love so you can revisit that if and when you know you you decide you're writing about that that day yeah absolutely and I, sometimes i feel like it's more the song will ring more true if you pick your examples versus telling everything you know because then you mm -hmm. sort of are highlighting nothing and then people stop listening um yeah Cool. Well, will you play us a song and tell us the story of how it came to be? I will. Yeah, this is, uh, I was debating which one to play, if I should play something that was more explicitly personal or, or uh, something that was more of what I was just referring to. Uh, but th this one I just love. Um, there's a songwriter in Nashville that I've been fortunate to write with quite a bit lately. And he's just, he's, he's, slightly older gentleman than myself and and I like like a mentor kind of a respectable elder kind of guy in town and and I feel like just being in the room with him I'm becoming a better songwriter mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love that but uh you know we wrote it we wrote this one um uh you know trying to an idea that we've both visited numerous times but there was just something so simple about this particular way of, of telling the story um and and again you know there's 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 little there's little bits of each line that do reflect a personal experience you know mm -hmm. that oh man i remember that one that that's similar to the time i had that oh that was such a heartbreak thing and so you know um it just kind of cul culminates into an integrity that you're able to to maintain while you're performing these songs you know why 
why are you getting behind them and, mm. and, and, and sharing them, you know? Uh, but this one's called Might As Well Be Mine. Got your hair up nice. No, darling, don't think twice. Anyone can see. Got somewhere to be. I see you call the cab. Help you with your back. Anyone, yeah. Least that I can do. You're on your way. If you feel it crumble, hear it crack. Don't bother looking back, girl. I'll be back. Someone's heart must break it. Might as well be mine. Ain't love a funny thing The songs that helps you sing One day it fills your cup Next day it tears you up There we were night after night Trying like hell just to get it right Lord knows it takes two We just couldn't see it through If you feel it come Hear it crack Don't bother looking back Girl, I'll be fine Someone's heart must break it Might as well be mine Here's to every kiss How I'm gonna miss The way you smiled as you turned the lights down low Here's to every time I held your hand in mine Till it was time to let it go If you feel it crumble Hear it crack Don't bother looking back I'll be fine Someone's heart must break It matters well Beautiful. That yeah. is so beautiful. Such a tender little ditty. <laughs> oh, so and you guys wrote that in 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 a room together in real time. Yeah, you know, it just was kind of like. Uh, you know, you get around to, to exploring. I find a lot of times, you know, I used to, used to start my songs off with a nice guitar riff or, uh, or you know, maybe a melody and a, and a line had, had, had fallen in my ear somewhere. And I'm like, oh, I want to write this song. You know? um, and you come in and you start there. Well, I'm finding a lot of songs that I write now, you, you, you can actually sit there and pontificate about it. You can just actually theorize the song from start to finish you know and especially like the the country story country music kind of story story based thing where you know there's always like a first first introduction to the story and a second verse ooh, and then that happened and then there's some sort of twist or turn and then the last verse you realize oh they were talking about this the whole time <laughs> you know and those are really fun like jigsaw puzzle pieces to put together and 
and uh, you know, but 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 yeah, literally, I, I've I've had songs where we'll sit there and talk about the song structure from top to bottom before I even pick up the guitar, and and it's almost yeah. like, oh well, yeah, we should probably come up with some chords for this song, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and then like you fill in all the blanks and let 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 it all kind of settle into place, you know. But uh, but it's just it, and again, you know, like that's just become. The, the the core of my passion for it anymore is that it's it's always different it's always unique there's always the thing you know but the one consistent thing is deciding that you're going to show up to do it every day yeah and and that uh you know that's i love that's, that that's a cool thing yeah. i love the having the structure and the outline too because it also yeah. writing into that you know you can be super creative when you have you know verse three is like you know the t big twist or whatever where they find yeah. out you know like I love that. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out and spending. Yeah, time. Um, thank you. Do you have like one, if you could share one bit of advice you would have for songwriters out there that has served you in your creative process. I know there's probably not one you've given like five, but. <laughs> um, I, you know, I would say that whether you're writing um, as, as just a, a, a contributive writer to to a, a particular song, say you know, again, you're you're writing with another writer specifically for another artist or for a, a, a particular genre, or um, or maybe you are a singer songwriter artist and and you're writing for yourself. Um, whichever it is, it, it it's it's amazing how much easier the process can be when you know what you're not writing for <laughs> if you compare away like what it's not going to be you'll be amazed at how easy it is to realize what it is what 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 it what it needs to be or what it deserves so for example like what would it not be like <laughs> well i mean to, to get really specific uh you know now in 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 Nashville, you know, if someone wants to write a song and get it to Blake Shelton, for example, oh, okay, you, 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 there's just certain things he's not going to say. Certain words are not going to come Got out it. of his mouth. Uh, but then you can get so specific, so specific as to like realize what his register is, what his key is, and so mm. you write a song, and you, you know, you, I mean, that's that's getting like down to the the micro, you know, really breaking it down to specifically. But like, you know, I, I've I've been in some some co-write sessions that have just fallen apart because the aim wasn't clear. You know, ah. you had one writer trying to kind of had aspirations of writing maybe a pop song that day and someone else was just feeling a little more whimsical and folky and someone else was just trying to like, you know, get something across the finish line. And, and to go in with a little more clarity as to what it is, um, I, from an artist standpoint, if you're writing as an artist songs of yourself, um, I can't stress the importance of 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 narrative of mm. knowing the narrative of like what your you know we all have umpteen million stories in our lives that we could tell and things we could write about and, and different sides of ourselves we all have like you know we're all a little bipolar in some ways you know you write about your positive side or we get dark a little here or there but as an artist you know um, you you want to like you could probably in one sentence tell me what 
what Pink's next song is going to be about. What, you know, like, you could give me like a, a, a sentence long synopsis of who Pink is as an artist, who uh, Katy Perry is, or, or who Lady Gaga is. Um, and, and, and like case in point, like Taylor Swift, you know, her narrative, she's always been really phenomenal at uh, kind of reinventing herself through her own narrative. Sure, it's all out loud, it's out on Main Street, it's all on, you know, it's all tabloid fodder. And so she's had to kind of uh, contend with that. And, and, you know, specifically speaking to her new single, I don't know if you've heard it or not, but it's like, I think that's what has everyone up in arms about it is that, this is what she's chosen to do with her narrative that, 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 that everyone recognizes as having been so specific and, and true that, like, that she would decide to do this with her narrative right now is I think what has everyone up in arms. Like mm. this, if, mm. this song came, if this song came from like Christina Aguilera right now or Britney Spears or someone, you know, people might not be so worked up about it. They might actually be like, wow, it's a good pop song. That's got a strong hook. This is, I kind of like it. I like the beat. I like the thing. The video was awesome. Now with Taylor Swift, it's like, she's just she's just turned her narrative up upside down and everyone yeah. is like you know? uh, so you know like for, for for me a lot of a lot of you know my records have been very eclectic musically but also story-wise you know from song to song i'm, I'm kind of jumping around a lot uh -huh. you know, i'll have like a really a couple of really fun love songs and then uh, you know a couple of like total breakup songs or total this or that or then maybe there might be something that has a little politically charged element to it and and that makes for a, a fun listen and interesting and oh, well diverse and you know like eclectic and interesting, but it 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 makes it hard to sort of accomplish larger things with your project in terms of like you know the business sense uh, if, if and when you're going to try and market yourself and get out right. there and put a record out you want it to be cohesive you want it to be like. Uh, it, painting from a consistent palette so that not to be predictable uh but but it like Beck for example the guy's always reinventing himself but if you put on sea changes you're getting sea changes you're getting like, right. this thing that was just so unique and complete start to finish and there were no outliers on that record it was a cohesive palette that he wrote from and and I think that's an important tool let me see if I can put this in my, so you, are you, so basically intentionality behind your narrative, like intentionality behind the narrative if you're writing for somebody else and then intentionality behind your own narrative. And then one of the reasons for that being like, if I want to feel better from a breakup, how can I do that? Can I go to Tony Luca? I don't know. I'm not sure. Like that kind of thing. Is that what you mean? So people associate the, the benefit or the experience that they're going to have because you've been so clear about your narrative over time? Yeah, you know, I, I think that, that it's, it's good to, to know, you know, where, where, you're, where, where you're coming from. And, and you know, and, and, but that, again, that doesn't mean that, like, you can't all of a sudden sort of reinvent yourself and, and tell a different, different story, you know? But it's, it's like, um, you know, if you were to compare it to... Um, a really good movie, a really good film. And maybe yeah. I'm speaking more specifically like in terms of putting together a body of music, like a record or an album or even an EP. You yeah. Know? And, and, and strangely enough, it gets easier if you do an EP because you're only dealing with like five songs of a, of a, yeah. of a statement. You know? But like to go see a movie where some of the footage is shot in, in, in 72 millimeter classic film and then some of it's shot on a Hi8 and some of it's shot on an iPhone and then they edit it together and you're just like, what? Mm, uh, 
Hmm? Yeah. What? What's happening here? <laughs> you know, it's just a little hard to kind of just take it all in and, and, yeah. and, and really feel like you're understanding where someone's coming from. Yeah. And so that, you know, narrative is, is, is really important when, when it comes down to like, you know, trying to, to encapsulate what you're doing and, and, and have some sense of consistency to it. Yeah, and that clarity so people can really appreciate what it is you're making because you, you made it clear and deliverable. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, well, that's thank great. you. That's great advice. No one, no one has said that, and I feel like that's really <laughs> important. So um, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for this. This has been a, a, a pleasure. Yeah, sure. yeah. Good to see you, and thank you for that beautiful song. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. If you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Thanks so much. Much love.